Welcome to Leading with Heart, your go-to resource for how to find happiness, peace, and true success amidst the high demands of military life. I'm Christina Madison, your host, coach, and personal cheerleader, as we learn to take excellent care of ourselves, lead with heart, and together change the narrative around wellness in the military. In this episode, I'm digging into identity-based change. This is going to absolutely revolutionize the way you approach goal setting and getting the outcomes that you want in your life. So settle in, grab your coffee, and let's get started. All right, welcome back, my friends, to the next episode of Leading with Heart. I am pumped for today's topic because it's one of my, I feel like I say this about every episode, but this is one of my favorite topics. I feel like you're going to hear me say that a lot throughout this podcast, but I love this topic. I love talking about identity-based change. Um, We're going to talk about what that is and how to practice it in your life, how to apply it to behavior change, how to apply it to habit building, and how to apply it in goal setting. So I'm going to start this episode with a story. I'm going to tell you a little story about Christina's bright idea in, oh, I think it was 2019. I decided that I wanted to run a half marathon. Why? I don't know. I hate running. I think running is the worst. And I just decided it was this bucket list item that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to say that I had run a half marathon So I signed up for one. I found one that was going to be close, that was someplace cool. I think I I ran in Nashville in the St. Jude's half marathon. And then I printed out my training plan and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. This will be fun. It was not fun. It was hard. (laughs) And those of you out there that are like super runners that you run all the half marathons and marathons and ultra marathons, my hat's off to you. Because that training was so difficult, so intense, so time intensive. Like, holy cow, when you run as slow as I do, a 12-mile run on a Saturday takes up like half of your day. And so I did my training half-heartedly. I complained about it every step of the way. And on race day, I got myself pretty amped up. Um, I had some mental challenges along the way. But overall... I was able to finish. And the second I crossed that finish line, I thought to myself, I am never running again. And for a while, I didn't. I basically did not run again until my next PT test. And from that moment on, I spoke this story to myself of I hate running and I'm never doing that again. So that's one example. And and this will make sense in a moment why I'm telling you this story. I'll tell you another story. I had a coaching client come to me and she said, I want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, great. Why? Well, I want to look better in my bathing suit. I want to fit better in my clothes. I said, great. I love that. Why? And she said, well, I don't feel comfortable right now. I don't like the way my body looks. I don't like looking in the mirror. And I want to feel differently. And I said, well, how do you want to feel? She said, I want to feel confident. I I want to feel 
like I can wear anything and go out with my friends and not be embarrassed of my body and not have to hide it. I want to be able to wear the clothes that I want to wear. And I said, okay, well, why? And she said, well, it allows me to feel more freedom. It allows me to be able to do the things I want to do without this baggage of emotions of shame or embarrassment or wanting to hide or hide my body. And so I asked, well, what would you be able to do if you felt confident about your body? What kind of things would you do regularly? And she's like, I would go hiking to like, I would do this hike that I've always wanted to do. And I would go out with my friends when they asked me instead of coming up with an excuse. I would wear a bikini to the beach and not be embarrassed or feel bad about it. And I would just have so much more joy. And that, that is the power of identity-based change. Because what she and I did is we identified the deeper meaning and the anchor points underneath this desire to lose 20 pounds. 20 pounds, the, the losing the 20 pounds, that's the outcome. But what she wanted to shift is the way she felt about herself, the way she felt about her body, and ultimately she wanted to feel a sense of confidence, joy, and freedom. And that, my friend, is very different from just wanting to lose 20 pounds. So enter this conversation around identity-based change. I first came across this concept in, I'll let you guess, what book do you think I came across it in? If you guessed Atomic Habits, you're right. I first discovered this concept in the book Atomic Habits, and it really did blow my mind because it changed the way I thought about goal setting. It changed the way I thought about accomplishing things and building systems. And I had always been the type of person that just set a goal and then went for it. And if I burned myself out in the process, then so be it. But in the book, he has this three ring circle that he introduces you to. And I'm going to try to describe it since I can't show you a picture via this podcast, but I'll link the, um, the visual in the show notes and you can take a look and see it for yourself. So there's three concentric circles. There's a tiny circle on the inside, a middle-sized circle on the outside, and then the outer ring is the biggest circle. Well, the outer ring represents your outcome. This level is concerned with changing your results. This is losing weight, passing your fitness test, getting a promotion, winning an award. Ultimately, this is what you get. And most of us approach our goal setting in this way, right? That's how we were taught. Make your goal smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. Most of, our, of us are familiar with that. So make your goal smart, get motivated, and then go do it. And I think for most of us, we've ended up probably frustrated. And the first time we hit an obstacle or the first time we face adversity or the first time we get sick or our kids get sick or something goes wrong at work or we get really stressed, then we give up on that goal or we get frustrated and quit. Or maybe we don't reach our outcomes that we want fast enough, so we get frustrated and we give up on ourselves. So this outcome, this, this outer ring of this three-ring circle represents focusing on the thing that you get as a result of your actions. So this is 
it's it's like if I only focused on passing my PT test instead of focusing on the fitness and nutrition systems that I put into place to get ready for my PT test, like I'm probably going to struggle, right? All I'm going to do is burn myself out on push-ups, sit-ups, and the run instead of building myself a holistic and sustainable approach to my fitness system. So that's that outermost ring. And then you think about the middle ring. So this middle ring represents your processes. This is your habits, your systems. This is what you do. These are the actions that you take to create those outcomes. And then we get to that innermost ring, which represents identity. And I think this is the ring that most of us are probably somewhat unfamiliar with. I don't remember ever learning about it before reading this book. This inner ring of identity represents shifting your beliefs. This is what you believe about yourself, your self-image, the way you talk about yourself, what you believe is possible for you. Ultimately, this innermost ring of your identity is what you believe. It answers the question, who am I? Or who do I want to be? And when we approach behavior change, when we approach our habits from the inside out rather than outside in, our success rate goes up drastically. So identity-based change is a game changer, right? Because when we're outcome focused, when we're just worried about the scale, when we're just worried about the promotion, when we're just worried about the thing that we want, well, we're kind of setting ourselves up for frustration. Because like I mentioned earlier, when it takes a long time, if you're not seeing results fast enough, if you don't think you're doing good enough, if you are working towards that goal, but then life gets really challenging. We're not really tethered or deeply rooted into that goal. It's just this thing that we want. Some of us can muscle and power through and get to that goal. But as soon as we hit that goal, what happens? As soon as we achieve that outcome, do we keep going? Do we keep honoring that, that practice? Do we keep showing up? Or do we quit once we meet our goals? And I think this is why like fad diets tend to work in the short term, but not in the long term is because people reach their weight loss goal and then they go right back to eating the, the way that they did before rather than approaching their nutrition from a more sustainable approach. And so this is why I told you that story about me running the half marathon, because this was a perfect example of me focusing only on the outcome, which is crossing the finish line of this half marathon race. And I never bothered to change my identity. I never bothered to change my belief about myself of I am not a runner. I hate running. Those were the types of things that I said to myself before I decided to run the half marathon. I hate running. I'm not a runner. But I wanted to run this race and complete this half marathon and check this thing off my internal bucket list. And so the second I crossed that finish line and got that outcome, met that goal, I stopped running. I didn't continue running. But if I had shifted my identity and started to believe that I am a runner and I love running, do you think I would have kept running after I finished that half marathon? Of course I would have. Because runners run. They run races, obviously, but runners don't just run one race and then retire 
or decide that they're done, they run all the time because that's who they are. Runners run. Readers read. Leaders lead. How you see yourself and how you define yourself ultimately creates an inherent action. Because when we shift away from outcome-based change and we start leaning into identity-based change, it strips away a lot of the expectations, a lot of the judgments, a lot of the have to do it this way or should do it that way. And it also anchors you into deeper meaning. It helps tether you into something that goes beyond surface level and connects to something deep within you, whether that's a value or a core belief or an emotion, a feeling. It anchors you into that deeper meaning and that gives you roots. That gives you a root network when it comes to behavior change. And that root network is what's going to carry you through obstacles and hard times. When life gets difficult or you hit a snag or you face some seemingly insurmountable obstacle, you keep going because it's who you are. It's not what you do. So ultimately, identity-based change is the north star of behavior change. It gives you that vector, that point in the distance that you are working towards. And every action that you take, as long as it moves you one tiny step forward towards that star in the sky, then you are making progress. And it's okay if that progress is slow. It's okay if that progress is fast. It's okay if you maybe go off course a little bit. I mean, the navigators of old, sometimes they would get off course. And so they would look to the North Star and they would course correct. So even if they got bumped off of their trajectory of where they were supposed to be going, they used the North Star to help them adjust and and get back into alignment with the path that they needed to take. So there's this quote from Atomic Habits. James Clear says, Behavior that is incongruent with the self will not last. This means that if you are trying to incorporate a habit that isn't aligned with what you believe about yourself, that habit probably doomed. Some of us have enough internal motivation. Some of us have enough like chutzpah that we can do it anyway. But a lot of us, if we're trying to incorporate a habit that doesn't align with what we believe about ourselves, we're not going to stick to it long term. So this is shifting the underlying beliefs you have about yourself, about what you prioritize, about who you are and what you do. And then James Clear says the ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. So once you make this identity shift, then the habits start to flow more easily because they align with who you are. So instead of your goal being to pass your PT test, now the goal is to become a strong, fit woman who's always PT test ready. The goal is no longer to run a marathon. The goal now is to become a runner. The goal is no longer to practice more self-care or to do better about your self-care. The goal is to become a woman who values herself and prioritizes her needs. Do you see like the really deeply impactful difference in those two things? The outcome-based versus the identity-based. It is a freaking game changer, you guys. 
So what do we do? Once we shift our identity, which if you're like, I don't know how to do that, don't worry, I've got something for you. But once we shift our identity, once we start believing something differently about ourselves, or once we do that inner belief shifting, well, then what? What do we do with it? So in the book, in Atomic Habits, he says there's two steps to behavior change. One, decide who you're going to be. Two, prove it to yourself with small wins. This refers to the habits that we build, the systems that we build, that that inside the, the middle ring that I talked about earlier. These are our habits and systems. So once you develop your identity statement, ask the question, what kind of habits does the person in my identity statement have? What kind of systems and behaviors does this person that I want to be What do they take action on? What do they prioritize? What kind of things do they do daily, weekly, monthly? So we identify the systems, we identify the habits and behaviors that we need to start practicing in order to become this person. So let's say you want to become a more connected leader. You want to connect more with the people that work in in your work center. You want to be more engaging. You want to be more connected. You want to know them better. You want to be a more engaged leader. Well, how do you do that? How do you break that into habits, into behaviors? We ask the question, what kind of things does an engaged, connected leader do every day? Well, they they get out and they talk to people. So now you can build a habit out of that. You can say, every day I'm going to get up from behind my desk and I'm going to talk to one person. I'm going to ask them some questions. I'm going to learn about their life. That is my daily habit, is to get out from behind my desk and talk to one person. And that is taking action. That is moving forward. That is building a habit around the identity, the person that you want to become. And when we are regularly taking action and engaging in behaviors that align with our identity statement, then we start to build evidence. We start to cast votes for this identity. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person that you want to be. And when we start to create a preponderance of evidence, our brain starts to truly begin to believe this about ourselves. And that's the beauty of neuroplasticity. If you're ever curious about how how we can do this, how we can change our beliefs, check out neuroplasticity. Our brain can literally change. Our brain is not cemented. We don't have to just keep being the way we are. Like there's no such thing as, well, this is just the way I am. You can change. You just have to decide that you want to. So once we start casting votes and creating evidence for our identity, Our brain starts to believe this new thing about ourselves, this new statement, this new belief, this new definition of who we are. Our brain starts to believe it. And so what we get to do is we get to go through this process of one, identifying our identity statement, building and crafting that identity statement, and that is what I call anchoring. We are anchoring our goal or the result that we want into something deeper. 
and then we atomize it. We break it into bite-sized pieces. We decide, okay, what habits do I need to engage in? What behaviors are going to move me forward towards this person that I want to be? How do I start casting votes? And then step three of this from anchor and then atomize is taking action, is actually getting out and being imperfect and doing the thing. We have to take action because nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you craft this identity statement and you decide on the habits, but you don't actually change your behavior, well, then nothing actually changes. So I highly recommend you read the book Atomic Habits for some strategies on how to do this, on how to start building these habits um, using your brain. I will do a future episode on how to actually change your behavior using the four laws of behavior change. But for now, something that you can do today is to start asking the question, who do I need to be in order to achieve my goals? What kind of person do I want to become in order to feel the way I want to feel and live the life that I ultimately desire to live? And that is a big, juicy question. And you would be doing yourself such a favor by asking yourself these questions. And if the answer at first is, I don't know, that's okay. But don't give up. Keep asking the question. Work with a coach. Work with a friend. Read this book. Read Atomic Habits. Start doing these activities that I'm giving you in these podcasts. And you will start to figure it out. So here's my challenge to you, my lovely listeners. I challenge you to create an identity statement for yourself. And if you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Guess what? I actually have a resource that will help you go through the process. It's the same one that I use for my clients. I'm giving it to you for free. You're welcome. Basically, what I'm going to give you is a what I call the North Star Meditation. It's a guided visualization exercise that's going to help you envision that person that you'd like to become, to picture in your mind the person that you'd like to be one year from now. I also send you a worksheet that asks you some of these questions. And this is just the beginning. I've got a lot more that we're going to do together. But this worksheet helps you to actually craft an identity statement based on what you visualized during that meditation. So the link to download that is going to be in the show notes. Um, So go grab that, go download it, and go set aside some time and actually fill it out. Do the thing, take action, and be willing for it to be imperfect. Because the identity statement, it's a it's a living statement. It it isn't finalized. It isn't set in stone when you write it the first time. Give yourself permission to write a sloppy first draft and then tweak it and adjust it and upgrade it and improve it as you go along. But just start. Just be willing to start. Develop and craft this identity statement and it will help guide the conversations that we're going to have in following episodes about your habits, about your behaviors, about your beliefs, about how you treat yourself, about how you go about balancing work and home and passions and hobbies and all these other things that we desire to have more of a harmonious approach to in our lives. 
That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I highly encourage you to grab the book Atomic Habits and to download the North Star Meditation and Identity Statement Worksheet. And with that, I will say farewell and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening this week. To view the complete show notes, visit www.leadingwithheartpodcast.com. Before you go, I'd love to invite you to download my free gift to you, my North Star meditation and my Crafting Your Identity Statement worksheet. In the meditation, I lead you through a guided visualization exercise that helps you envision the person you want to become. The worksheet is going to help you capture the person you envisioned and craft a personalized identity statement that can serve as your mantra, your affirmation statement, or your anchor point for building healthy habits and pursuing personal growth. You can download it using the link below in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me, Christina Madison, on this episode of Leading with Heart. I'll see you next time.